0: Game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance.
1: Hyman kept it alive down low. Centering pass, Connor McDavid. Butt hooks to the corner. Ported across and now a dish one-timer rip score! Evan Bouchard threw a screen and Edmonton extends to a 3-1 lead. The Oilers get it right back.
2: It's victory at Commonwealth Stadium for the Edmonton Oilers. A 5-2 win over the Calgary Flames in the Heritage Classic. That goal by Evan Bouchard with 354 left in the first period made it 3-1 for the Oilers. So that stands up as the game winner tonight. Evander Kane had a goal and two assists. Zach Hyman had a goal and an assist and was plus four. And Vinnie Deharnay, very popular Edmonton Oiler for his long and winding journey to the National Hockey League scores his first career goal it was the one that gave the Oilers some separation about six minutes into the third period to make it 4-2 Kane added an empty netter thanks a lot for joining us along with Rob Brown I'm Reed Wilkins with Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line we are set up today in the Commonwealth Stadium Fieldhouse to bring you the show and we'll be getting post-game reaction from the Oilers slash Elks dressing room as we uh, move along through this one, but uh, Rob, first of all, Edmonton does a lot of things well in this game, and a well-deserved victory.
3: It it was. Uh, Their their stars came to play. McDavid back in the lineup. He was flying all night long. Kane had uh, one of his best games of the season. Hyman was strong. I thought that was the best game that Connor Brown had played for the Oilers this year. Uh, On the back end, there really weren't any Uh, big mistakes that we've seen plague the Oilers throughout the first seven games of the season. They played a solid game, moving pucks up, and then uh, finally the biggest one is goaltending. Skinner was excellent. And I I said with Bob at the end of the game, that's three really good starts in a row for Stuart Skinner. Uh, He wasn't tested nearly as much as Markstrom, but the game became a one-goal game, and now there's that much pressure on Skinner because his team's the better of the two teams, and he can't afford to make a mistake, and he didn't, and he was excellent in this hockey game. The Others were top to bottom, the better team in this game, uh, deserved it of the victory, and hopefully this will be, uh, you know, a little bit of a catapult to move them forward and get them playing on a more consistent basis game after game after game.
2: The final shots were 33-28 for the Oilers, so 26 saves for Skinner, though Calgary kind of closed the gap in the third period once they were down a couple of goals. Uh, the even strength shots were 30-21 for the Oilers. The, the gap was wider most of the game in terms of the five-on-five shots. But we talked the last game, you know, the Oilers had been shut out about the Rangers, and we discussed how big that first Rangers goal was. Mm-hmm. The Oilers were in this funk, and a one nothing lead for New York, even with 35 minutes left in the game, felt almost insurmountable. No, the Flames are also coming off a shutout mm-hmm. on home ice on Thursday night. Well, 9.38 into the game tonight, the Oilers are up
3: 2-0. Yeah, and uh, we talked about the Flames at the beginning of the season. they got very good goaltending. Uh, I, I like their defensive core. They're missing a really good player in Anderson who didn't play tonight because of suspension. But they are good defensively. But what you and I talked about is who's going to score the goals for the Calgary Flames. And they haven't found anyone yet this year their power play has been abysmal they did get a couple power play goals tonight the 5 on 3 has helped but they they just don't threaten a lot and when you start chasing a game against the Oilers and you don't have the the crew that's capable of creating offense for you it just puts so much pressure on you can't make a mistake they weren't they could not afford to once once they pulled within three two they could not afford anything to go wrong the rest of the game because this is a team calgary that is not capable at this point to, to score four goals in a hockey game and we saw that tonight so uh the others took full advantage of it they came out there's a game plan they when you play against teams that have struggled goal, goal scoring Get the lead, force them out of their their game plan, and the Oilers were able to do that tonight. And uh, we said before the game. Both teams are struggling. One of them at the end of the night is going to have smiles thinking, all right, this is turning us around. And the other team is going to have to answer questions until they finally get that big victory they need. And tonight that's Calgary Flames.
2: Yeah, record-wise, still a lot of work to do for these teams. Yep. But the Oilers do get the win to go to 2-5-1. and one. The Flames are now 2-6-1. and one. And we discussed on the face-off show, it looked like the ice was in pretty good shape. Yep. But we'll see if, if the players have any comments about it. But we said... Don't try to overpass. You never know if the, the ice is going to be, you know, in good shape to get a lot of passes. You never know how the puck's going to come off a goalie's equipment. Just, you know, little different temperatures, little different conditions playing outside. Well, I like the Oilers tonight. They shot. And, and, and three of the goals, Kulak, Bouchard, and then Vinnie's goal, get the puck to the net and see what happens.
3: Well, in three different ways. Kulak, he, on his goal, it was... Nugent Hopkins throwing the net, hoping for something good to happen. On uh, Bouchard, he's shooting to score, and on a, He's shooting, and you talk about not understanding or not knowing what the ice conditions are going to be like. I mean, Dearnay's puck—it's—it's it's like you—you you watch in a major league baseball game where the shortstop goes down to field the ball, and the ball bounces a foot in front of him and just takes off, and goes over the shortstop's head. He has no chance on it. Well, that's what happened with Arnay's goal. Markstrom went down right. Here comes the puck. I'm going to hit. It's going to hit my pad, and then the puck goes up bar down. So it's a great example. Put pucks on it. You never know what could happen. Lots of good things happen for the Oilers tonight when they did that. Uh, Hopefully that's something that uh, they will watch video of and talk about and say, all right, look at this. Here's good things. The Oilers have in the past been guilty of passing too much, trying to create that perfect scoring opportunity. What we saw tonight in this game, it doesn't have to be pretty. It just has to be productive. And tonight the Edmonton Oilers were much more productive. Oilers win at 5-2. That means the Japanese Village goal light
2: is on on 630ched.com because the Oilers scored five goals in a game. You can go to the 630Ched website and print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the census. Visit jvedmonton.ca. So Kulak, Hyman, Kadri and Bouchard in the first. A.J. Greer had the only goal of the second period and then DeHarnay and Kane into an empty net in the third to uh, round it out as the Oilers get the victory. The attendance tonight, 55 Five thousand four hundred and eleven and, uh, Rob, we, we got to talk about the the atmosphere. Now, as as I'm explaining, we wound up in the field house for most of the game. I know you popped out for a little bit, but uh, I was very grateful personally to get to do the face-off mm-hmm. show, rinkside, and it, it was it was really neat. At least I don't know how you felt, but just seeing the stadium fill up and seeing fans come in and 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 sort of feel that uh, vibe building. And I'm sure we'll have, hear from some fans calling in tonight, but pretty incredible to see how the stadium and how Edmonton looked.
3: Yeah, I had high expectations coming to today to, to, for what the event was going to be like, and I think it exceeded that. Uh, the entire setup was was wonderful. I mean, you see the the, the overhead shots with the, the big players and all the different um, logos all scattered around the field and the, the rink sitting in the middle. But we, you and I were sitting rinkside, and we watched as the people kept getting more and more into the these stands across the ice. So you watch the players on the ice, and in the background, you've got this, what 80? You told me 80 rows high of, of fans coming in, and it it was a cool experience. And. The, the the football stadium doesn't give great sight lines for everyone sitting in the seats. But tonight wasn't about just seeing the game. Tonight was about being part of something special. Uh, the concert was cool. I went outside to listen to Nickelback uh, between periods. I went up and watched some of the game from up high. It, it was just, it's one of those ones where people talk about, yeah, I was. what did you do this week at oh, all? I was at the Heritage Classic. Oh my God, it was so much fun. The team won. It was a party. We got you know high five and made all these new friends in my section and that's what it's supposed to be like we had Gary Bettman talking about it how he, these are one of these games are kind of giving back to the fans giving back to the city and i think the the city embraced it as as we know Edmonton embraces everything with 100% participation and tonight they did again so good on the NHL and good on the Edmonton Oilers for putting on a show so
2: 5-2 Oilers is the final and that means a $500 donation to 630 Chet Sanders anonymous from James H Brown Injury Lawyers when accidents happen go to jameshbrown.com James H Brown fill in the net with 100 bucks for every Oilers goal this season Connor McDavid played We haven't even talked about that Hmm. yet. Uh, He played 23-26, picked up an assist. He's plus one, two shots on goal, credited with a couple of blocked shots along the way as well. And, I mean, he only missed two games. So let's not uh, act like it's, he's coming back from you know eight months out or anything like that but we could tell right from the the, the warm-up uh, that uh, he doesn't appear to be able well, with anything
3: as you and I said we could tell from the pregame warm-up when he was playing sewer ball with the soccer ball with his teammates uh, guys with uh, that are injured with groins or backs or hip flexors or whatever, aren't kicking a soccer ball with their buddies. So you knew that he was he was fine and everything was good. And then he was flying out there. There's a couple shifts where he took the puck and he wanted to pick up speed and go end-end. End. Now teams are doing a better job nowadays trying to limit that, but Connor looked fine. Connor looked like there was nothing wrong, which bodes well for the Oilers going forward. He gets a couple extra days rest as the Oilers don't play again until Thursday. But this is what's so nice about this victory for the Oilers. Connor was in the lineup, but this wasn't on the back of Connor McDavid. He was good, but so was the rest of the Oilers team. That's why it's an important victory for Edmonton.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Oilers definitely did what they had to. Uh, today, I mean, everybody played. Well, Broberg only played 7.19. Well, actually,
3: Ernie only played three minutes. Oh, no,
2: Ernie only played three minutes. Okay, fair enough. I didn't know, even notice that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ryan got to 9.05, but got an assist and won six out of his eight yep. faceoffs. So, Holloway, 9.59. He had a wide open chance in front that rolled off his stick.
3: On a pass from Derek Ryan. Well, that was that weird play when the
2: two <laughs> Flames defensemen. Ran into each other. Now Ryan still kind of had to thread a pass through to get he, it to him, but
3: but it was one where Ryan, the puck was coming up and Ryan was just standing there, more or less, to force the Calgary player to p- take it back. So he didn't want a quick up. So Derek Ryan had no thoughts that he would be going forward on that play. Then the two Flames hit each other. They both fall down, and all of a sudden there's Derek Ryan on a two on one. He made a very nice play to Holloway, and I'm sure the young the young kid Holloway would Holloway would l- like to replay that one. He decided to go across the crease and just fumble it the last second. But a nice play by Derek Ryan, who in limited minutes created a couple of really good scoring opportunities.
2: And uh, speaking of McDavid, with that assist, he makes a winner of Janice. She gets a $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. I uh, aggressively set the line at two and a half points for McDavid, so it is under. That is set the line for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement, bet on it. The Oilers beat the Flames 5-2, so the Oilers now two and one all time in Heritage Classic games. They lost the first one 20 years ago to Montreal, of course back in uh, the fall of uh, 2016. They beat Winnipeg three nothing in Winnipeg, and they get the. victory tonight. We will be hearing from uh, Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft as soon as he uh, takes the podium, which I believe is uh, in the gym here. At the Commonwealth
3: uh, Rec Center. There's a so. lot of different places, and I thought the it's, Commonwealth is
2: way bigger than it looks. Oh yeah, this Rec Center. I thought and it was but just how a... it's attached to the stadium. Yeah.
3: Oh, I thought we was just going to the stadium, but I, I mean, I've been lost four times in here today. I had to keep asking for directions. <laughs> there's basketball courts. There's pools in here, uh, and I don't even know what we're in right now. Is this a? This
2: is the Field House. So this is where, when the Elks say they move the practice indoors, this is where it is. Huh. So it's about a 65 yard field. It's not a full field. But obviously.
3: wouldn't they hurt themselves tripping on the chairs and the tables and stuff?
2: Well, it's interesting, Rob. These, are, these aren't set up when they, when they oh, practice. Oh, they move yeah, them they when actually, they this Oh, that, take makes, this more, out. that yeah, makes more sense. Yeah, so it's quite a bit convenient. Uh, <laughs> tell you what, uh, let's, uh, let's go to the podium here. Zach Hyman and Connor McDavid are speaking.
4: Could have gone either way, and you guys really seemed to, to grab it and push back.
5: Yeah, I think they made a, a strong push in the second period there, so obviously to come out in the third... Um, and to kind of weather the storm and, and have our own pushback was was huge. I think getting that fourth goal um, was massive. It just kind of settles the group down. And then you just go out there and play. And I we think we had a, a massive uh, penalty kill there uh, with seven minutes left. That really was the game, I think, there. So just uh, I think our PK played really well.
6: Left side, fourth row. Zach, after the last game, you and Ryan Nugent-Hopkins were really kind of defiant that this game would be kind of a, a change for you guys. And I'm just wondering how big... Uh, of a change that was, and and if you, how close do you guys feel like that was to your your best game?
5: I think we just played more like ourselves. Um, there was less thinking. I think we were we were fast. We were, we were, you know, skating. And I think when you have an event like this, it's it's easier to get up for. Like, no game should be hard to get up for. And, and I think of late, there are games where we had not started on time, or we haven't played our best, we haven't played a full sixty. And you know, I think the whole group knew that this is a game that really spark your season and, and to come out and, and get a win in front of our uh, our fans was, was just massive for us.
6: Connor Zach mentioned the, the penalty kill in his previous answer. What did you think of that group tonight?
7: I thought it was amazing uh, until I stepped onto the ice. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, I got I to do a better job getting in the way and doing something on that first one but I thought the guys really did a great job. Um, you know, kind of weird to see, you know, three minutes and five on, th- five on three uh, in one period. So, I thought uh, that was a really big part of the game, and our and, and our and our boys dug in
8: up front on the left. Hey Connor, uh, you haven't played in a week. I'm just wondering how you felt out there, and also is that, I'm wondering with the cold that we a little concerned, like if it's a muscle issue, that you know not to aggravate it. I
0: guess.
7: Um, you know what? I've uh, I've, I've said this in every answer. Our staff is so good here in Edmonton, uh, top down. You know, Doc Naidu to TD to Hap to sev to everybody Um, you know they're so good Um, you know i was comfortable um, at all points throughout the game
8: and zach i think it's five or six points in three outdoor games for you is it what is it about playing outdoors that seems to suit you
5: um i never thought about that uh they're just fun games i think (laughs) you try to score in every game right you're not you're not trying to do anything differently um but yeah, I, I just I just enjoy being out there. I enjoy the atmosphere, and and maybe the game suits me a little bit. It's a little chippier and uh, you know the, the puck's bouncing, so everybody's on the even playing field.
8: Stay on the left. It's uh, Connor. Um, maybe you could just speak to the you guys are trying to find your focus in this game, play 60 minutes and and play the way you want to play. But this would be a difficult day on which to be focused families in town. You're finding tickets, you're doing all that stuff. Is there a lot going on around this game?
7: There is lots going on,
8: Um, you know, but you know, ultimately I think
7: maybe that was a good thing to, uh, uh, you know, a nice little distraction. But I think ultimately when, um, you know, push came to shove, we knew that this was a big game in our, in our early, early in our season. And, uh, like I said, indoors or outdoors, it didn't matter. We
8: we wanted to have this one, um, and uh, and we did. Uh, you score frequently. Vinny DeRana scores the important goal on the first goal of his life in the NHL, first goal of his career. What you know? What's it like when Carnahan David sees a guy like that score his first goal? I feel like you know these outdoor games. It always seems to happen like that.
7: You know, um, you know somebody steps up in a, in a big way and in a big moment um, that you might not expect and I thought Vinny's game overall was, uh, was amazing um, and, and he just did so many good little things defensively um, and to see him get rewarded on a big stage in um, a big goal at a big time, um, it, was, it, was, it was great to see our bench was really excited. Time right, for two more.
6: The, you guys had the outfits going on, the oil rigger outfit when you guys rolled in. Uh, do you feel like you guys played up to that standard and, and were able to play as close to a full 60 as you could?
7: Yeah, a little tribute to you know the the hardworking Albertans out there. Um, you know it's a hardworking province and um, you know we uh, we uh, we tried to bring that here tonight
8: and um, I thought we did that. Final one, Zach, over here. Uh, just a thought on, it's a 3-2 game, third period, you've dominated 5-8-5. Just the way Skinner was
5: composed when the game was still on the balance there for a few seconds. Yeah, he was great. I thought he was he's, he was great in, in the, the previous game where we lost in New York. I thought he, he played outstanding, and, and I think he carried it over into into this game. Um, especially in in an atmosphere where where pucks are bouncing like crazy on the ice. Any shot kind of has a chance. I thought he was steady and and, uh, controlled rebounds and and just made all all the saves that he needed to make. And uh, we just felt comfortable. And I think uh, he's the reason that that we did and, and lucky to have him back there.
8: Thank you, guys. Thanks.
5: All right, that is Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman at the mic
2: for Eclipse Restoration. Name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. Oilers win at 5-2. Hyman selected as the first star tonight. Leon Dreisaitl, the second star. Mackenzie Wieger, who might have been the most dangerous flame mm-hmm. offensively. I uh, got a nice assist and I thought he was good with the puck tonight. Uh, Rob is going to select the fourth star for Jandel Holmes, Alberta's Premier, modular home retailer.
3: You going to repeat the three stars for me again?
2: Hyman, Drysdale, and Weiger. Stuart Skinner. Don't pick one of those guys. Stuart, Stuart Skinner is a uh, good pick.
3: He was very good. Again, and as Hyman just said, I mean, he's been playing well, and the Oilers need that out of him. Consistency, that's three games in a row.
2: So, uh, but they've they have changed the shots on goal again. It's now 34-26 for Edmonton.
3: Okay, then I want to change. Skinner
2: has 24 saves. He's had 25, then he had 26. Well, he just lost two shots. I'm
3: I'm taking the star back.
2: (laughs) But he was, he was uh, very solid and made the saves that he needed to make for sure. And it's, it's interesting, and we've talked about this in some of the Oilers' losses where we've said, well, they had good goaltending. I mean, I don't. I think Markstrom had a had a good game because, quite frankly, the Flames won the second period, one nothing, and mm-hmm. they had life the last, the so, last, yeah, last part of the period. Yeah. I mean, it could have been four or five, one Edmonton by the halfway point of the second period, and it would have been lights out for Calgary already.
3: 100%. You're right. This is we we've seen this movie a few times this year where the Oilers goaltenders have been the best players, yet at the end of the night, they got five or six or seven behind them because they played poorly in front of them. And I think in this game tonight, uh, the Flames didn't give a whole lot of help to Markstrom at times. The Oilers had a number of great a scoring chances. Uh, He came up with big save after big save, but if you continue to push and you always seem to have the pressure in the offensive zone, eventually you'll get the bounce of the break. And we saw a bounce off a pass pad that goes to Kulak and a bounce off the ice that takes goes about four feet higher than it probably should have those happen when you continually put pressure on a team the Oilers did and Marksman eventually broke and here's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft
4: like us and it's credit to
6: our players left side <laughs> Jay after the last game Ryan Nugent Hopkins and, and Zach Hyman were both pretty defiant that, that Sunday was going to be the team's best game did you sense that how close do you feel like it was to your best kind of effort
4: yeah you know what I, I think um, we had a lot of proud people uh, in our organization, uh, amongst our players group, on the coaching staff and in management, and uh, no one's been happy with the way we started this season, collectively. Um, and, you know, I, I just think we got back uh, to play in a certain way. Um, we got good contributions, that we played fast, we played hard. And we're going to look to build on it as we go forward. Um, It was a big night for our city, big night for our organization. They did a heck of a job putting on a magnificent spectacle. But I started before the game by saying the most important thing is that we walk out of here with two points. Um, I would add that I'm very pleased that we walked out of here with two points, but we look like us tonight.
6: Do you think the uh, pomp and circumstance around the event was exactly what you guys needed?
4: Well, maybe a change of venue. I don't know what it was that led um, led to us res- more resembling ourselves. But one of the things that I do know is that this team has won 100 games in the last two seasons. This team has played in five playoff series over the last two seasons. We've done a lot of really good things. Um, but for me... That's the way we need to play, and we have to bring it every single day. That resembled who we were, who we are, and how we're going to uh, carve a path going forward. Um, so I think good night uh, for our fellows. Well-deserved victory for our group. Hey
0: AJ, uh, you outscored Calgary 4-zip, 5-on-5. Uh, five five. Yep. What did you like about your play defensively specifically?
4: Yeah, uh, we didn't give up much. Um, <clears throat> I thought the penalties got, kept them alive in the game. Now, saying that, they scored two power play goals with one second left on, uh, on the clock. I think that's the third time this year that's happened to us. So, I mean, that's just the, the way it goes. But five on five defensively, I thought we had the puck a lot. I thought we made uh, good decisions with the puck. And when we didn't have it, we worked very hard to get back to our own end uh, with numbers. We knocked a lot of pucks down and went the other way. And thought it was a good night for us. Looked like us.
0: Uh, Evander Kane had a big hit to start the third period, then had a goal and an assist as well in the third. What did you think about his play overall and particularly in that third period?
4: Quintessential Evander Kane game. You look at his uh, finished checks, you look at his shots on net. You know, he ended up in the box. Um, but he was, a, he was a big factor in our team winning. I thought he the, the thing that stood out for me was that he skated very well tonight, skated excellent, and we're going to need him to continue to do that. In the back. Jay, your players had talked a bit
8: about how there'd been some lulls in games and maybe trying to figure out a way to push back when that starts happening. They seem to tonight. What did you like about, you know, when Calgary was pushing back, the way you were able to pull yourselves back?
4: Yeah, and you know what? I thought Calgary's, Calgary's push came from, you know, being the benefactor of two five on threes in a short period of time. I thought, you know, in the second period, we. The first 10 minutes of that period, we were controlling the bulk of the play, spending a lot of time in the opponent's zone. They scored a goal you know, on a power play with one second left. That kind of gave them a little bit of life. They had a little bit of a push. I just, I liked what our players were messaging to each other on the bench and then to go out and, and live that. No one's going to play the perfect game. We know that, um, but I thought everybody was present. We didn't need to be perfect tonight, but everyone was present. Coach,
6: a bit of a two-part question for you. First and foremost, with Matthias Ackholm missing training camp, I just wanted to get your thoughts on where his game is at right now, uh, as well as the pairing of him and Evan Bouchard, and what makes them uh, mesh so well together.
4: Well, I would say that um, Ackholm did miss camp, and he missed a lot of reps in camp. I don't think he's played to his capability just yet, just on the simple fact that um, being in your early 30s and missing six weeks, wasn't just camp. He missed six weeks. Um, That's tough on anybody, so he's played catch-up with the game going very fast. I thought tonight was his best game. I think part of what makes him who he is is that he has a strong voice. But part of having a strong voice is making sure you're playing well yourself and and doing the things that you're, you're comfortable with in your game. I thought tonight was his best game. You asked about the pairing with him and Bouchard. I thought Bouchard had a, a tough game a couple nights ago um, in Minnesota. Uh, and what I've seen from him is that he's responded really well. That pair tonight was excellent for us. A lot of poise back there, Boys on breakouts. And we're going to need them to continue to grow and take a step as we go forward. Time for two more. Left side in the middle.
0: Connor returns, and how much do you think he was like himself, and how much did it make your team be like yourself?
4: well, uh anytime you see your your captain or the head of our snake um, return uh to the lineup that gives everybody a little bit of a lift, and um you know, I thought he played his, his heart out tonight um you know uh, it's a different type of game. The ice isn't what it normally is, but I thought he was dangerous uh, every shift. Um, you know, he, he pushes teams back with his speed. I thought we saw a lot of really good signs in his game tonight.
1: Last one, right side. Yeah. Uh, Jay, how
9: important did that game feel? Obviously, every game's important on the schedule, mm-hmm. but you guys struggling hitting it tonight. Calgary struggling hitting it tonight. As your, uh, as your tenure as head coach of the Oilers, how important did this October game feel to you and your team?
4: Well, <clears throat> it's not about me or my tenure. Like, for me, it was important for our team's psyche to put a tick in the win column. Uh, but probably more important was how we played. So forget about the result. The result's important. We know we're not taking any moral victories, but how we played tonight, as I said earlier, that resembled who we are. That resembled the team that has put a century spot over the last two years in the regular season. That resembled the team that has played five playoff rounds over the last two years. That's important because it's something to build on. As I said, we weren't perfect, but we were present. And putting two points on the board allows us to build on something as we head into this week. Thank you, Coach.
2: that's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. Live post-game reaction here on 630 Chad, as his Edmonton Oilers win 5-2 over the Calgary Flames in the Heritage Classic. He mentioned Calgary getting both goals on the power play. They did, they've did. they they've changed the Greer goal back and forth a couple times. Right now it is a power play goal, so the Flames go 2-for-6. The uh, Oilers with just power uh, two power plays tonight. They're 0-for-2. The power play update for Conlon Motorsports. to will help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations. Across Alberta are online at conlonmotorsports.ca. I mean, really, I guess if you were to nitpick something for the Oilers. Uh Stay out of the box. I mean, Dreisaitl's holding a broken stick, plays the puck. Uh, nurse punches a guy thrice. I think they were going to let him get away with the first two. The first two. one
3: was a, fr- yeah, that's a freebie, but when he <laughs> eventually got up to the throat of the guy, they're going to make that call. You know, it's a thing that we've talked about in the past, where the Oilers uh, sometimes get a little undisciplined. And tonight, being undisciplined allowed the Calgary Flames to hang around in a game. Frankly, they were not even close in. But the two power play goals, the two five-on-threes, gave the Flames... Some some life because this game could have been over a lot earlier had the Oilers stayed out of the box. But they took four penalties in the first period that made this game a little bit closer than it probably should have been.
2: All right, if uh, you want to check in, if you were here and you want to tell us what it was like in the stands, you can get us at 780-496-0063. That's the hotline for Certainty, the Pro's Choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, Pro all the way. The Oilers win the Heritage Classic 5-2 over the Flames. This is Heartland Ford overtime. Open line.
0: Live, Oilers hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers.
1: 630 chan. Kadri for the right half boards. Floated over to Weger. Resets, Kadri, Zdorov, Kadri a one-timer, and that went off a skate in front. think CeCe might have saved a goal, shoveled on net, and Skinner makes the save on Coronado
2: to keep the game 4-2. Good performance by Stuart Skinner, his save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. The Oilers beat the Flames 5-2 in the Heritage Classic at Commonwealth Stadium. Again, the uh, attendance, 55,400. And uh, 11 great crowd, uh, fans from both teams were here. I mean, I'll mm-hmm. hand it to the a uh, lot of Flames fans made their way up or from wherever. We know that uh, <laughs> Canadian hockey teams tend to have uh, fans reaching far and wide. So, but a, a pretty cool environment. Uh, but the Oilers jump out to a two nothing lead before the game was 10 minutes old. Three one after one, and they uh, go from there to get a much needed win. They're two five and one. Calgary now. Two six and one, but uh, the Oilers feeling a little little better about uh, an unimpressive start because they got the win tonight on the out of town scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one stop source source for commercial trailer rentals. Did I say sauce
3: again? They no, should, no, you said it absolutely uh, right.
2: Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Sabers beat the Avalanche four nothing. Devils over the Wild four three. Capitals beat the Sharks. Talk about having a tough time. Three one for Washington. In that game. Okay, uh, we're still gonna uh, hopefully get your post-game reaction from Vinny DeHarnay because he he didn't know at the time because they said it was Kane's goal, but he does have his first NHL goal. So we'll uh, we'll get to him. We may not get to him until after the news. Let's go to the Certainty Hotline. We have Lloyd standing by. Hi, Lloyd. Go ahead.
9: Hey guys, how's it going today? Good. Go ahead. Yeah, the environment at the, at the Como Stadium tonight was awesome. I, I can repeat everything you guys have said all night. It was great, top to bottom. My sour note of the experience is maybe I'm wrong, but would this game not have been better suited at 5 o'clock hockey night in Canada?
3: On Saturday, On Saturday? You
9: mean? Yeah, you bet. Like, I, I feel on a Sunday we're trying to showcase our sport, our star player to especially the American audience. And we're competing
3: with the NFL. I mean, it's a good point. Yeah. Another thing you want to throw in, too, there's a lot of people that come out from out of town to this game, and now they're going back on a Sunday night because they have to go back and work on a Monday. Yeah, 100%. I have no idea why it's on a Sunday, but yeah, good point. Yeah,
9: I am that guy. I'm on my way back to Sleep Lake right now, and this is, this is Saturday night. I'm spending the night in the city, got a hotel, I'm going out with my friends. Dropping a little and, coin in the pups. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. And, and not just me, but like, you're right. Everybody from BC that's coming in, everybody from Saskatchewan, everybody across this province that's coming into this game is all hitting the road instead of spending the night yeah. dropping money in the city.
2: I, I think you raise a good question. And, and sometimes Rob and I talk about that or we'll get calls about start times, TV coverage. I mean, we had some games start at 8.50 last year. Yeah,
3: I wasn't uh, happy with those. I,
2: I think... I I would guess, uh, and and thanks for calling, Lloyd. Drive safe for sure. Um, If uh, I I would think they didn't want it as part of a doubleheader. Like, there's already two games on. This is the game. There's only three other games today. They all are American teams. In Canada, this was the game. So they can build up to one game, and then after they can talk about one game, as opposed to this game ends at... 7.55, 7:55, and then at 8:10 it's Rangers
3: Canucks. No, that, that it's all, makes it's all this. 100%. But the other one side of it is it is going against the NFL, and the biggest one is a lot of people that would have come in for the game that right after the game have to leave, which changes maybe how some people um, refresh themselves at the game because <laughs> they have a long drive afterwards. So 100% I agree with that. But this is something I'm sure the NHL put a lot of thought into before deciding to play the game on Sunday, and there's probably a number of reasons that we're not thinking of or knowing of that why they did the game on a Sunday night as opposed to, as as, as that caller said, a Saturday one would have been much more beneficial for a fan experience. Yeah,
2: and it, I, I know he didn't ask about this directly, but in terms of the start time, they wanted the sun off. Yeah, next. they needed
3: the sun off, yes, needed, yes.
2: So this, even though the sun hadn't set at 5, and trust us, we were down there. It when it blocked, dropped. It was blocked by the West Stands here. At, and it at, got at Gosling, cold. So it, it cooled off a little bit. Okay, uh, we got Castledown's Dan and Dylan on the Certainty Hotline, so we'll get you guys in. And like I said, we'll uh, get you the postgame for Vinny DeHarnay because he gets his first NHL goal tonight. The Oilers win it 5-2 over the Flames in the Heritage Classic. More from Commonwealth Stadium in a couple of minutes on Hartland Ford Overtime Open
0: Line. Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance.
1: Now the battle fully engaged. Vinny day A shot from the point. Tipped home in front. Wow. And the Edmonton Oilers extend to a 4-2 lead. I believe it was a Vander Kane who got a stick on it.
2: And upon further review, it was not a Vander Kane who got a stick on it. It's a one hopper right under the crossbar. Vinny DeHarnay gets credit for the fourth goal in a 5-2 win over the Calgary Flames. It's the first NHL goal for DeHarnay.
10: Um, so, for, so I, we thought it was him at first. Like he, even him, he didn't know. He told me he said, I'm not sure. And after he got out of the box, uh, he came to me. and said, "Hey, uh, you, you, like it's yours." But no one really knew it was my first one. <laughs> I don't know how they didn't know that. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's a pretty cool uh, environment to get your uh, your first goal. And especially like the this game was was very important for us. And I'm I'm very happy we got we got two points out of, out of this one. Hey, well, uh, I don't think I don't think it left my stick, really top shelf, but hey, whatever works.
4: You you guys have had some, you've had some dips with the lead, and you did a little bit tonight too, but you guys pushed back with that goal. You said, I mean, you were excited when that went in. I get. You know what that moment meant for your group to push back.
10: Yeah. Well, I think uh, it's it's kind of been um, something we, we, we wanted to work on. Um, we've we've had some some good uh, some some momentum, some good periods, but we were not uh, able to put a full 60 uh, together. Um, and I, I knew that that goal was was big. And whoever scored it, I didn't really care. I just wanna I just want to win tonight. And uh, I think this is a big win for us.
8: You didn't get a chance to-
10: Oh, I don't like care. Like I don't pucks, care about that. Like I, I, I threw, I threw my arms in the air when we won. After the, after this yeah. the full sixty. I don't care about the rest. You didn't get you the puck yeah, the puck is right here. The yeah. they, they found it. They, they tried. They on. tracked it down. They and found it. Found
9: it. <laughs> <laughs> when did you know?
10: Uh, well Kaner came to see me and he said hey I, I think it's yours but I wasn't really sure um, and then after uh, after uh, the game a couple, uh, hey, Jamie came to see me, uh, Mazer came to see me and they were they were all excited for me and that's why I kind of realized I was like oh I just scored my first goal, like, it's pretty cool.
6: There's been a lot of talk about you guys putting in a full 60 minute effort, yeah, yeah. do you feel like you guys were able to do that here too? Yeah, yeah.
10: I, I think we did, uh, I think Calgary is a, a good team uh, very intense uh, they, they worked very Hard, so I mean, uh, we knew they, they they were gonna push back, and uh, I, I think I'm I'm happy the way we we uh, responded. We we we, we didn't uh, we didn't drop our shoulders or or, or put our, our our heads down, and we just kept working. We stuck with it, and
2: uh, you know we we got
10: we got two points out of it.
2: All right, nice moment for Vincent DeHarnay, Rob, who uh, you know we found is is a fan favorite. Long journey to the. National Hockey League. Uh, I mean, a a seventh-round draft pick. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of those play uh, even a game. (laughs) He's uh, he played his 42nd tonight. Gets his first goal to go along with five assists.
3: And it's funny. He's not here for his goal scoring, uh, and he knows that. But everybody wants to score a goal at some point. Uh, I, you know, I wish that it would have been realized at the time that it was his goal. That he could experience them announcing his name, he can go through the, the by the boards and get be the first guy there, fist pumping everyone. Uh, I, I I laughed how he joked about. It. I can't believe they didn't realize it was my first ever goal. Uh, but uh, good for him. I mean, it, what a journey he's had. And then to I'm not sure a couple of years ago when he's in the minors. Been there for a few years that he could say, you know, I, I have a feeling a couple of years from now in front of 55,000 people, I'm going to score a goal in an NHL hockey game. But he did, and good on him.
2: All right, Oilers win at 5-2. We have Castle Downs Dan on the certainty Hotline. Hey, Dan, nice to hear from you. Go ahead.
1: Hey, it's the Double R Overtime Show. How's it going, guys? Good. Well, listen, I was at the game, uh, uh, Dressed myself nice and warmly with all that extra weight, uh, and then including the clothing on top of that. Uh, row 78 was uh, was a chore, <laughs> but it was a, lot, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun, and uh, so happy for for Vinnie De Dern- Um and happy that Kaner got the goal afterwards. Uh, sort of a uh, we're taking away from you. Well, I'm going to go and get the empty netter myself. So yeah, uh,
2: yeah, and go a ahead. good play by Derek Ryan for sure. And it's it's uh, interesting. Connor Brown was out on the shift before that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure if they could have got him as uh, first, that would have been nice. But instead, Kane winds up up stealing it for a 5-2 win.
3: There's a few guys that I'm sure they would have liked to have gotten their first goal into that empty net. But I think the bottom line is they found the back of the net five times tonight. And they put a little distance between them and the Calgary Flames. And it wasn't as stressful a game as the the tickets started to tick off at the end. It was a very good game. And Kane, who scored the, the game, or the, the empty net goal, he did have a strong game for the Edmonton Oilers as well. All right,
2: 5-2 the final. We also have uh, Dylan standing by. Dylan, thanks for calling. Go ahead.
1: Hey, guys. How you doing today? Good. So I was at the game, first time experiencing it, and seeing that many fans in the stadium was unreal. I got there early to experience it. Apparently the lineups were long to get in. Um, I thought outside of the four penalties that we took to give them two five on threes, I thought it was one of the, a game that you didn't see them lost looking for the puck or missed passes. It was a, almost like a complete game outside of the you know penalties that we took. But it, it seemed like there there was a bit more flow to their game today.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I thought this was a, a solid effort by the Oilers. Uh, they were yeah. the better team from start to finish, and you're right. A couple undisciplined penalties, uh, but take that away. Uh, I don't believe the Calgary Flames uh, were in this game. This was a game where the Edmonton Oilers were the dominant team uh, right from the beginning and through their lineup, which is, bodes well, too, going forward.
2: Yeah, Well, that was awesome. Yeah, and I thought, I know the Oilers gave up two powerfully goals I thought the first five on three, they did very well. I mean, they, they tipped passes, they, mm-hmm. they got pucks out. And there were no clean looks. And and Now, that could also be a product of where Calgary is off, offensively, but still, two wounded teams, the Oilers got the jump and never gave Calgary a lot of life. Again, I mean, except for threatening in the second period. Um, but even in the first period when Calgary scored... A minute 11 later, or where are we at here? Yeah, a minute 11 later, Bouchard fires it
3: in. Yeah, it was, it was a game that I think the Oilers felt fairly confident throughout. Uh, this was the, the best defensive effort we've seen in a while from them. Uh, this was a good offensive effort where the fact of getting pucks, indeed throwing pucks on net, uh, they did not have to rely on their power play. They scored five even strength goals. That's good going forward for this Oiler team. Uh, it's something to build off of. And what they have not had so far this year right. is a lot of games to build off. This one they can.
2: Yeah, next game's coming up on Thursday against Dallas. We'll also, uh, we're going to hear from Evander Kane, but first let's go to Ward on the Certainty line. Hi, Ward.
3: Hey, how you doing
1: there, Reid? Good. Good. Uh, longtime listener, first time caller out of Calgary here. Appreciate it. So, um, just uh, watched most of the game, and uh, you know, I thought the Oilers played a fairly, uh, you know, consistent uh, level of play. But uh, that Ryan McLeod, he's got he's got to do more. I mean, he's uh, he was the only forward that didn't have a shot tonight uh luckily he was good in the faceoff draws but uh like he was invisible and he can't be invisible the Oilers need him to uh to step up and be an impact uh, center ice and uh I just I just don't see him stepping up especially in a big game like they had tonight uh, all the eyes and uh spectacle I don't know I just thought he was invisible and would like to hear your guys thoughts about that
3: I don't know. I'm not going to pick on one player after a win, personally. Yeah, the way, I mean, there was nothing on a negative side in his game. There weren't the turnovers. uh, There wasn't a loss of players in his own zone. Like, he wasn't, I, I didn't notice. So, to me, there's a lot of things that they could use out of their bottom six. Yeah,
2: big picture. Yeah. You need McLeod to chip in, you need Holloway to chip in.
3: Yan uh, marked out a little Janmark bit. Didn't something. play obviously, but not tonight. But he's got zero points on the uh, season. But
2: you know, obviously, Brown, depending on where he winds up. So I mean,
3: and I mean, they need for him Holloway, or excuse me, for um, McLeod. They need solid penalty killing out of. him. They need a, a solid defensive work ethic out of him. Uh, they don't need as much offense. They got a lot of that up front, but they like to have something chipped in. But again, I, I don't see any real negatives in today's game. We've we've seen a lot of negative over the first seven games tonight. I think it just uh, the whole atmosphere in the game. This is one you want to enjoy and just throw accolades to everyone on this team. I thought McLeod was fine in this hockey
2: game. Played 10-20, a minute and a half of that shorthanded. Cody Ceci played 22:09, Five minutes of that was shorthanded. <laughs> Ekholm played 20:22, four and a half minutes of that was shorthanded. Uh, Nurse played 21-49. Almost four minutes of that was shorthanded. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, really, if it, if it's, I guess if I was going to nitpick one thing, again, it wouldn't be the play of one player. It would just be discipline. St- stay out of the yep. box, especially. Yep. Uh, I mean, again, uh, I know Leon thought he was going to get away with that, but he's <laughs> he's holding his broken stick. Well,
3: he sh- he tried uh, hitting the puck with a broken stick. That's a penalty every single time. Nurse,
2: Nurse obviously punched a guy. I mean, I know Kane wants to go out and hit, but that was an obvious boarding call on Cadre. Yep, Codri. from behind. Yep. And he, you know, even the Nuge one, it wasn't a blatant hold, you might get away but with his that sometimes, but, but he wrapped them, yep. you're, and those were all the ones in the first period. Um, you know, probably the one that was, uh, that might have been, the, the DeJarney got that interference penalty halfway through the second period, and he's just trying, he's thinking he's clearing the front of the net. I don't yes. think he realized the puck was as far away from the player, from A.J. Guerrero, well, as, and as it
3: was. It's also one, too, where you're way bigger and stronger. Right. <laughs> when you push someone, uh, I mean, the opposition player could have pushed him and wouldn't have budged him with the same amount of force. So, uh, but to me, it's I enjoy the victory, enjoy the night, enjoy the event. It's a tonight was a good night to be an Edmonton Other fan.
2: And uh, a good night to be uh, Evander Kane, who was very noticeable in this game. Yes, he did get. A couple of penalties tonight, but he uh, also finishes with a goal and two assists, plus three six shots and six hits. And here is Evander Kane.
8: Very, very happy for Vinny to get his. I didn't realize that nobody realized it was his first goal. So uh, <laughs> hopefully we got the puck part <laughs> uh, what did you
6: think of the game, of, you know, the last game. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins exactly Hyman really defined how you know frustrated and said that they vowed you know Sunday would be much better. How, how close do you guys feel like that was to your best game?
8: yeah i I thought we got back to kind of our foundation of how we like to play and how we need to play um i thought we skated really well tonight i thought uh we were physical um and like i said we got pucks and bodies tonight you look at the goals we scored you know every single one of them is uh around their food paint or creating havoc around their boot paint, so um, that's the recipe for uh, success for our group last we do it it again on Thursday night (laughs) that third period probably the best third period you guys have played this year what what was different about it and how did you guys kind of approach that there yeah I mean you know it's it's easy to look back at uh, kind of our first seven games and see how we've played through them, and we want to get back to the type of team we are, and we know we're, uh, we're a good team in every period, um, and you know, 3-2 going into uh, third period is a spot we uh, envision ourselves in uh, a lot of the time, and we need to understand how we need to play, and I thought we did a great job of that tonight.
2: Okay, that is Evander Kane after an Edmonton Oilers 5-2 win over the Calgary Flames in the Heritage Classic. Uh, A much-needed win for the Oilers. They are now 2-5-1. Calgary slips to 2-6-1. I'll uh, tell you what, this was a a big production, and we had an extra special crew helping us here at Commonwealth Stadium on the technical side. Sean Alford, Troy Bowler, Jerry Dombrowski, Brandon Dombrowski. They're all sitting here listening to me for some reason. Thanks, guys. I appreciate all the time and work that you put in. And, of course, Angie Quinnell is our studio producer back at 630Chad who did another great job tonight. Get more on this game, more on the Oilers on 630 chedcom or globalnews.ca. Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now from 5 to 7 tomorrow. I will have Inside Sports from 7 to 8. Next game broadcast, not until Thursday, presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. Oilers home to the stars. It'll be a 5.30 face-off show with the puck hitting the ice at 7. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reid Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers take the Heritage Classic 5-2.